Hey, what's up, guys? This is Layman's Turns. This is your host, Alex Shannon, here with your other host, Trevor Bereka. Hey, what's going on? Alex. Oh, uh, not much. Uh, still stuck at home because of the coronavirus. What about yourself? You know, funnily enough, my situation mm. is very similar. Um, yeah, although... I heard that they were releasing all the quarantines across the country. tonight. Yes, because as we were recording it, this is Wednesday, April the 1st, uh, which many of you will recognize as... Dude. You're what? I'm actually kind of mad that you knew that fast. (laughs) I was going with that. Like, you didn't believe that for three seconds. Because Uh, before this call started, I tried (laughs) to get you. That's actually true. I got my team this morning. Um, I like... We had a meeting, and so we've been doing our meetings on Zoom or whatever. And I thought it would be funny, and by thought it'd be funny, I mean Kenzie told me that this would be funny. Um, but we had this idea that I should be like, "Oh, look at this meme uh, that we have to share." And so I started to screen share, but what I had pulled up on my Google was how to know if you're pregnant, <laughs> and it was an article that had signs and different symptoms and stuff. And so huh. I said, Megan, can I, can I take this, the screen? She's like, yeah, you can do it from yours. So I, I hit the screen share button. And then I blank stared at the screen, acting as if I was panicking. And they started to be like, what? Ma- Megan was like, Trevor, what? And like, I could like tell that they were getting hyped. And I was like, hey, <laughs> dude, Trevor, I'm not going to lie to you. Like you're usually a really bad actor when it comes to that kind of thing. So I am actually surprised that they started to buy it. Okay, to be fair, okay. only me, <laughs> but um, the others were the others were yeah. skeptical as, as heck. Makes sense, but um, yeah. Nonetheless, we we got it nice. started though. It was fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. Honestly, I, I think that April Fools, it is funny, but also, it's just kind of an excuse to. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's a it's a day that people ca- take advantage so hard of April Fools by just being absolute punks and blaming yeah. On literally, holiday. like an hour ago, I hopped on Facebook, and one of the guys at the seminary uh, had this article that was like, "Guys, huge news! I don't know if you guys saw." And then the title of the article was "Father Mike Schmitz gets appointed Bishop of um, some diocese." It was. The diocese that he used to go to school in, I think. And um, so, like, I, I, like, immediately, without even, like, thinking about what day it was, I clicked on it, and then it took me to a video of Rick Astley singing Never oh, Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> Dude, it is funny, though. I'll give it credit. There are some tasteful yeah. ones. That That is tasteful. That's hilarious. I, I would have laughed so hard. <laughs> Although I'm sure in the moment you were, <laughs> I was actually it. not. You really, I thought that was really no one funny. likes to get. Everyone likes seeing people get got or getting mm-hmm. people, but no one likes to be the one that gets got, because you sit there and you and you, and you just think, All I <laughs> is straw, like everything, everything is straw. To quote the great song, everything is straw. All I've written is straw. Saint Thomas Aquinas, baby. Um, that's so funny. Also, speaking of, as I said that, so one of the things, speaking of roasting and being roasters, I've also been doing these Zoom hangouts late at night. So 
I started this thing with the guys called Hot Wings and Hot Takes. I think so. Did I talk to you about this already? <laughs> so I don't even know. Did I talk about it on the, on the podcast already? I don't know. Anyway, Hot Wings and Hot Takes, basically the premise is I just want to get guys in a room together having it, funny conversations that could break into serious ones. And so I did it by kind of making a just a ridiculous night out of it. So that I, I, I bought, for the first Hot Wings and Hot Takes, I bought uh, six pounds of chicken tenders frozen and then 10 pounds of chicken wings or uh yeah like bone or bone-in wings frozen and just tossed them all in sauce and made ridiculous amounts of chicken wings super fun so for this next one because obviously we're all quarantined i did hot things and hot takes because my thought was not everyone's Mm -hmm. gonna have hot wings because i mean who randomly just has wings in their in their freezer so I said hot things and hot takes and just anything that they considered hot. So I had someone show up some like hot pretzels <laughs> or bagel bites or I was like, what the, um, but one of the, the topics that, or one of the things when I said, that's so funny. One thing that a lot of the guys have pointed mm-hmm. out is that I say that a lot. And so now I can't say it without yeah. hearing myself and just cringing. Yeah. And so last night after I, I was in the middle of a telling a story that was about two minutes long. And I was about a minute in. This guy changed his name in the Zoom chat. <laughs> That's so funny. No, you can do that. Name. And I was ticked. I was ticked. I, I was like, bro, I'm in the middle <laughs> of a story. The other day, I had a Bible study going, and everyone was changing their freaking backgrounds while I was explaining the, <laughs> of the story. They were changing it to Minecraft. They're like, one dude was the Death Star. This other guy was a picture of himself with like a, a fur coat on. I, there was just so many things going on. That's so funny. The, the feature in Zoom where you can change your background, it kind of makes me think, what were the apostles, if they would have done like a Zoom with Jesus back in the day, what what kind of like pictures would they have been throwing up on their background? Them That's sitting at the saying. right hand of the Father in heaven. <laughs> or the right hand of, the, oh, of Jesus. that's how that debate started. That's how that debate started, where it's like, this yeah. is not mine to give. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I was thinking of Matthew being the tax collector. Like he 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 had like just a picture of him, like with just a bunch of money like <laughs> fanning himself that he just turns on in the background. <laughs> or it's like Peter and Andrew are just like, wait, no, yeah, yeah. Peter and or Simon and Andrew are just like I don't know some picture of them like with the fish, but their heads like photoshopped on the fish, just something ridiculous like that. Um, yeah, the Zoom Zoom meetings are just a. I feel like they're I know. sales for this like quarter. Skyrocketed, yeah. Sky Everybody's rocketing. buying premium so they, their meetings don't yep. get cut off. Yep. Yep. I would say Jackbox TV too. is, is Yeah. Making, Jackbox is making a ton Possibly. of Possibly. Um, got, they got to be. It's one of the best solutions, I feel like, to yeah. interact with people during this time. That's to true. Do, to I, I was just not game. played like any sort of Jackbox games since this all started. So, um, but I've, I have heard a lot of people starting to play Jackbox games with their friends. However, he would write the report that he's been eating lots of Jack in the box. That is Those not true at all. Nope, been sticking to a good diet, which means uh, eating whatever my mom makes because my mom cooks for me, and that is <laughs> that's actually fair. There, there's no way that yeah. that's not a better yeah. diet. Yeah, also, my mom, like, the last few days, 
I don't know if she's just like experimenting with stuff. She's been making like super good food lately. <laughs> it's just like, can you hear me? Yeah, you'll just have to edit that out. Andrea tried to call me. <laughs> I hit her with oh. that, I hit her with that. Sorry, I can't talk right now. Default message. Oh. <laughs> um, I'll have to call her Man. later. Everybody thinks that you're not busy right now, but obviously you're busy, dude. Dude, it's it's just kind of funny. I, I'm not I'm not trying to. Act, oh, I'm so important because I'm not. Trying to <laughs> it just sucks because I want to spend time with people, and I want I want I don't want people to think I'm ghosting them. It's just that there's yeah. just a lot still like happening. Um, mm-hmm. And just the realities of my life is I'm I'm simply not as free as I was a year ago. Um, yeah. Due to this whole marriage thing. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Mm. Um, and the great gift it is in my life. But it, it is, you know, it's a commitment. <laughs> it takes time. Um, you can, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not as available to everyone else, which is the grace of it. Yeah. Because right? Mackenzie's perfecting me in ways that not everybody else, quote unquote, could have. So. Praise, thanks be to God. Um, mm-hmm. Quote unquote could have. <laughs> what's quote? What's the quote about? Well, I was saying everybody else in in the sense of the collective, because assuredly there are oh, holy, okay. people, holy people that I could have developed. From yeah, Jesus. but honestly, not really to the point of marriage. Um, well, I don't know. No, right? Yeah, because like if marriage is a sacrament. And it's, yeah. and it's my vocation, then by, by mm-hmm. nature, there wouldn't be any other real like relationships that would constitute as much growth in my life as the, the one of whom mm-hmm. I'd be married to. Um, yeah. Especially if your spouse is intentionally trying to lead you to hell, heaven. Yeah, which she is. Um, yeah. Graciously. Not that she does perfectly. Not that I do perfectly. Lord knows that. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> I was just talking the other day. Someone, I don't remember. We were talking about just like selfishness and um, the cross and stuff. And I was like, dude, you want to talk about getting humbled? Realizing it's crazy how fast the reality of my selfishness has hit me within the first month and a half of marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Very apparent that I'd be a sinful man. Mm. I'll tell you, this woman doesn't know what she got herself into. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but but yeah, all, all's well. Anyway, yeah, crazy crazy things happening. Shenwao, sorry, I said Shenwao. That's what we used to call Alex back in the day. Shenwao just told me that he's making two trips a day to 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 spend time with the Lord. I am yes. Um, in the morning, so I get the chance to go to mass still, um, because yeah, the my home parish is letting seminarians that um came out of that parish are allowed to serve for the private masses for the priests so we go up there and um each have our own um or yeah we each serve at mass which is really nice but initially i was just going straight from that mass to holy hour afterwards have a holy hour in the chapel that's attached but the chapel that's attached is still open to the public um and it's not like there's a ton of people in there, but there are enough people in there that I don't want to go in there and make it super crowded in there. So uh, I've just been going home <laughs> like the last few days and then going back up there later, uh, which is just so unideal. Um, it would be so much easier because it's like a 15 minute drive to go up there and then 15 minutes back. So it would be so much more ideal if I was able to just go straight into time and prayer 
um, time in silent prayer that is after mass. But alas, here we are. Alas, so it be. Um, so it be. Yeah. I think that it's it's cool though that you still have some semblance of like something to get you up in the morning. Like mm-hmm. it's like I, you have to be serving at mass at 730. Um, yeah. That's been big for me. One thing we started here with our students at OU is we, we did this thing. We call it Holy Hour Heroes. So in, in lieu of our normal holy hour time that we'd have from eight to nine, we have like basically been posting a message in this group me we created called Holy Hour Heroes that we added people to. And just like, hey, it'd be something inspirational that we're all like each of the missionaries will post something different each day to kind of start that time. But we post exactly at eight. And then we say, like this message, if you're praying with us from eight to nine. So it's it's mm. trying to assemble some sort of normalcy of people coming mm. into the church to pray and them like yeah. everyone being able to be accountable. Like, oh, we're spending time in prayer and we're spiritually yeah. together, which is a powerful reality, even if we're not physically present in the same you know church. Yeah. Um, so that's been cool to keep me accountable in the mornings to be up for mm-hmm. that. I mean, I've, I've been up at six anyway, just because I'm trying to read and I still feel like I don't have enough hours in the day. So I've been waking up earlier to read. And you know, what's crazy so far, knock on wood. I haven't, sorry, I shouldn't say that pagan that I am, uh, <laughs> but so far I haven't experienced like extra tiredness from getting up, you know, 45 minutes earlier than I was. I feel mm-hmm. if anything more energized because I'm getting that time that I'm uh, paying myself first. If you're a finance guy or gal, that's like a really big term in finance, pay yourself first. And so I've been doing that in a sense by, yeah, waking up early to kind of say, look, my development, my becoming a better person, my, uh, I've heard it called sharpening the saw is really important. And I'm going to make time for that and not just act as if the the day doesn't give me enough hours, but make time for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not something super crazy, but it has been really cool waking up at six, I honestly am excited to wake up, which is a new mm. thing for me. I feel like most of the time I was like, Oh, I got to get up. But when yeah. I start with something I really want to do, it, it makes it super easy to wake up because I'm excited to go into the other mm-hmm. room and pray or and go into the other room and read um, until Kenzie wakes up at six forty-five. So mm-hmm. yeah, baby, that morning routine. And that is all made possible by my human formation. And you might ask, what is human formation? <laughs> Well, that's a great segue. Um, <laughs> that is a great segue, yes. It's a great segue, like a cop at the mall, baby. Um, so, better than that. What? <laughs> I said uh, even better than that. So, I've never actually... Have you wrote a segue? No. They had a... When I was at DC in January, they had, a, like, segways sitting on the sidewalk. And, yeah, I had a bunch of high schoolers with me. So, I was like, there's... No shot that we're going to try to figure out the logistics to let these high schoolers ride on these segments. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing the math in my head, and by the quantitative analysis of this theorem, multiplied by the quantum <laughs> mechanics of the situation, that is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to work. But yeah. Yeah. Something that has been really cool. So, something that I, that, to introduce kind of this topic, there has been a change in my life over the past, let's say, five years. You're like, really, Trevor? Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> of course, my life has changed in the past five years. <laughs> One of the most significant changes, I think, has been 
the this like slow reorienting of my orderliness so that so putting things in my life to where they should be correctly giving the time space attention and environment to the things that should be given those things in the right way that they should and what i mean to say in a convoluted way by all of that is saying that i've generally started just being better at being a human um and not just a generic human but a human trying to attempting to the best of my ability through the grace of the holy spirit to pattern my life after christ and so this topic of, of formation um, kind of was introduced to my life by a missionary when I was at Summer Projects. He kind of drew it out and showed me how um, these four different areas of formation played out and how I, I was called to grow in each of them. But then when I became a missionary with Focus and went to summer training this past summer, training was kind of structured around these four pillars of formation. So the four pillars being human formation, spiritual formation, intellectual formation and apostolic formation and our weeks at training were structured around them. And so they kind of build a sort of pyramid. So you have the human formation on the bottom taking up the, it's the, it's kind of the found the foundation block of the pyramid. You have spiritual formation directly above that. Above that you have your intellectual formation and above that you have apostolic formation. So you can picture it in your head. Um, And we'll get into like what each of those are in a minute. But understanding these four areas of formation has changed my life because it actually has allowed me to set real goals for different parts of me that all need to be growing, grown so that I can form my life to Christ in each of these areas and actually learn to experience his grace and mercy. And I just become, through the grace of God, more like him. Um, yeah, so this actually comes from, there was a encyclical, um, I think it's called Pastora Oranobis. I'm about to pull it up. Um, do you know off Seminary and Alex off the top of your head what it was called? Nope, but I do remember two podcasts ago that I claimed it was Very Tidy Splendor, and I was definitely wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, I believe you were wrong indeed. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually called Pastores do- Dabo Bobis. Um, I'm a Latin expert, so I'm, 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 I'm fluent, fluent in Latin. Um, (laughs) but JP two wrote it in 1992 and basically like he uses it. It's, it's actually written for the formation of priests. So it's a, it's a part of like trying to determine how priests are becoming the type of shepherds that they're called to be. Now the USCCB I found earlier when I was looking has uh, a whole like page dedicated or is a whole document, um, regulating the the programs for priestly formation around these four formative areas um and so focus just kind of changed one of them so so the jp2 when he writes about it in pastores dabovobis or dabovobis says uh that the top is pastoral um formation so we just changed it and focused the apostolic formation but it has roughly the same intent um, so, yeah, just to start, before I go on some super, I've talked for way too long already. Alex, <laughs> thoughts, on, thoughts on this so far? Like, yeah. yeah. How has, like, we, how have you understood these areas of formation in your life or, like, where they come from or how they influence you? Yeah. So, obviously, they're pretty huge formation. Um, or, yeah. These areas of formation are a pretty huge aspect of the seminary life. We are just constantly keeping it in mind because, as we 
go on to become priests, we have to keep in mind all four of these aspects because you don't want, if you think about your ideal priest, so to speak, you don't want some priest who is just like a total slob all the time, you know, and that has a lot to do with human formation. And you don't want a priest who doesn't pray. Like that's a huge thing. Um, That has to do with, you know, spiritual formation and, you know, you don't want a, a priest that really just doesn't know what he's doing. It has to do with intellectual formation, you know. And then you don't want a priest who just has no aspect of mission to him. He just, like, cannot um, just actually help people in the faith. And that has a lot to do with what they call apostolic formation, what we would call pastoral formation. Um, by they, I mean focus. By we, I mean most seminaries. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it, it is something you kind of have to keep in mind because, and it's, it's not just for priests, right? Um, like Trevor was saying, it's just anyone looking to grow more in their faith life should be thinking about all four of these aspects of just forming yourself to be a better person, be a better Catholic, be a better, be holier, be, yeah, just be more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. And to your point, right. It's, it, it's written in a, in a document to, to develop priests, but really it's the development of the human person. And so, right. When we talk about human formation, why it's like, like in both in, in pastoral sense and in the sense of how we use it in focus, why it's this, the kind of bottom rung is because it's, yeah, it's, we're, conforming our lives to jesus christ and jesus christ right the the miracle of his incarnation is that he actually became flesh miracle of our faith is that that god you know didn't remain lofty or separated but that he actually in some incredulous sense took on the creation um which you know we can speak about and say oh yeah like i know that but but actually when we reflect on the incarnation it becomes more and more rich the more we, we like pray and think about it just because it's, it's incredulous. Like it's, it's simultaneously something we've heard our whole life. And so it's easy to just kind of become numb to, mm-hmm. but also still every time we reflect on it, it's, it's, you know, surpassing and it's worth to be, to understand more fully. So the reason I bring that up is because in the incarnation, we see that God reveals his love for us in human flesh. And so it actually, Jesus lived a human life. Well, and so for us to model, after Jesus, what does it mean to be made human? And what does it mean to live well to the, to the powers and capacities we've been given? So whenever I came into college, I was not an organized person. Um, <laughs> I was kind of like a slob in a lot of areas of my life, whether it was my room, whether it was keeping a schedule, whether it was what have you. And so it's funny because this was something I didn't want to grow in for a while. Um, I was just kind of resistant. I didn't, I wasn't convicted of it. And it took until I think it was one week, my sophomore year where I like, I missed a meeting. Uh, I failed to show up to like a, I had scheduled like a lunch with someone. And I think I like got a zero out of 20 on a quiz. Cause I forgot to take it online all in the same week. And that was when I finally was like, you know what? I throw in the towel. I got to change something. And my excuse before was always like, Oh, I'm spontaneous. I don't, I don't like to, to schedule things. It's not as fun, whatever. Um, but it was realizing in that moment that I actually wasn't free to be who I wanted to be and to, and to give how I wanted to give 
until I started to do this. Like I was actually choosing a lesser version of myself to quote Matthew Kelly, um, (laughs) become a better version of yourself. And so, um, yeah, I started to, I started to keep a planner and this was like kind of the start. I would, I would find this more fully realized later in my and Bob, my roommate, um, and one of my best friends, because he (laughs) inspired me to actually clean my room because he always used to throw my freaking dirty clothes on the bathroom floor on my pillow, which was disgusting. Uh, (laughs) I was like, Take. And so I hear a lot in human formation, but the reason why this is the foundation is because we can't begin to like ascertain spiritual truths if we haven't like woke up to our alarm to get up and pray in the morning, mm-hmm. or we can't begin to like experiencing Christ and others if we don't know how to show up somewhere on time so that we actually like, yeah, get the wholeness of that, that time with that person. Or we can't, you know, give a gift of ourselves to other people if we can't, like, if we don't know how to listen, if we've only learned how to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of these areas of forming our human person enable us to be Christ and enable us to start to dig more into Christ as a person, which will directly correlate into our growing as as a, as a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, kind of like I'm kind of getting out of what you're saying, Trevor, is that in a sense, this has a lot to do with the idea of grace builds on nature, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I should have brought that up earlier. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we have to um, form – yeah, we kind of just have to make room within ourselves to allow grace to abound. Um, we can't just continue in our ways of um, of just kind of not – putting any effort into it and expect God to fix it all for us. You know what I mean? Uh, we can't just like do nothing and expect God to, um, to do everything for us. Yeah. Yeah. That makes right. sense. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like we have to, to kind of match this enthusiasm to, to kind of God in prayer with this enthusiasm to conform our, our human like lives and selves to him. Um, and this is the mystery of the church, right? That we're not just a soul. Like God didn't just make us floating spirits. He made us um, body and soul composites. What this means is that our bodies and souls are both equally what makes us human, both equally what gives us dignity. And so in as much as that's true to present ourselves like in a way that respects that by, you know, purposely taking time to like, I don't know, put on, good clothes or groom ourselves or take care of personal hygiene, work out. Like those things aren't just arbitrary, like, Oh, give them up for Lent kind of things. Like they're, they're they're sort of things that actually help us to display Christ to other people. Um, Not saying that if you don't brush your teeth in any (laughs) circumstance, like you're, you're automatically sinning, but that generally the beauty of the Catholic church, the sacramentality that we realize that our bodies like somehow reveal the Lord is that when we talk about human formation, whether that's our ability to listen, whether that's our ability, you know, to run a couple miles without like keeling over, these sorts of things are, are good for ourselves. I mean, provided obviously we have the physical capabilities to do so, but they're good for ourselves in order to to give a better gift. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts, Alex? Yeah. So it enables us to grow in um, other areas. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like this foundational principle too, and in the sense of 
if you are not responding to the simple things around you, it's almost in that it's almost in a way that way in which those who are faithful in small matters will be faithful in large matters. If you're not faithful to the little things in your life that are as simple as brushing your teeth in the morning and um, getting up at a consistent hour whenever you need to, if you're not faithful to those things, it can be a lot harder to be faithful to the bigger things, such as building a consistent prayer life and going to mass as often as you can. Um, does that make sense? Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the principle here is that before you can go out and, you know, become St. Pope John Paul II, mm-hmm. well, first off, not many of us, <laughs> um, but, but right. Right. Cause like you start a lot of times, like what really drew me to, to pursuing my faith more is like the call to, to heroism. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So what, what drew us, what drew many of us to the faith was this heroic call to become more than we were. But like heroes don't form overnight much as, you know, Marvel might have a story of some hero just being formed in, in an instant. The reality is for, for most of us that heroic things happen because of a lifetime of yeah, obedience, a lifetime of growing and, and good habits, a lifetime of, Constantly, like, taking those baby steps towards progress. I mean, even look at, like, I think a great example of this, the life of Jesus, the life of Christ. He didn't start his public ministry until he was 30 years old. What was he doing for 30 years? And all we can say, even the catechism talks about this, is that Jesus was living, like, this intimacy in the Holy Family, loving well, living simply, which prepared him with the virtue necessary to, to, to be obedient in the big things later in life as, as much as he was a human and had to be formed as a human. Um, and so we, like we see even in, in the life of Christ, his obedience in the first 30 years of his life to live this simple and like non, you know, storybook filling life that we largely don't know much about that. He models what it means to form good human habits before we move on to these other things. Um, yeah. So I think to conclude, just to realize that it's, it's in, like Alex said, these little things matter. And that is what this human formation is all about. It's about choosing to be, to be diligent in the little things. Like, and, and to continue to ask the question, like, what more in the little areas of our lives so that our human person is better formed? Again, like for me right now, that's waking up a little bit earlier to read. Um, at times, it was emphasizing to take time out of my day to call someone. Um, these kind of things might seem like they fit elsewhere, but for, for me in a lot of ways, it was just being more diligent about scheduling or about thinking ahead about things or mm-hmm. yeah, developing a habit of, of cleanliness because I found that I would work less efficiently or be more stressed or anxious whenever my room was dirty. And mm-hmm. what that means, you know, it, 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 it all had like the reason why human formation matters is the principle that, that what we do with our bodies and what we do like with, with our time and with our souls and with our minds, like these things impact our ability to actually love Christ and more importantly, be loved by Christ. Not that he loves us any less, but that we, we don't get the, the grace of experience in that love as fully mm-hmm. as we ought. And so, yeah. like you said, our nature is more conformed to the grace that's calling us into his nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I guess my, 
what I would say is you when you desire human excellence, when you desire like natural excellence and you pursue that natural excellence, it puts you in a better position to be able to pursue that spiritual excellence. Now, in no way am I saying some sort of Pelagianistic mindset where we can earn our salvation by any sort of thing that we do. Um, But in a sense, by if you are rejecting the natural things that God is giving you, then it's so much easier for you to accidentally reject the spiritual things that he's giving you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they have a tendency to go hand in hand in a lot of things. Um, Because, yeah, and I think Trevor brought this up. Um, We're body, soul, composite. So, like, we're not just our soul. We're not just our body. Um, We're both our body and our soul. We are the composite of the two. So when we treat our soul, when we treat our body in a certain sense, um, that is how we are treating our soul. Um, And so... We need to be, yeah, pursuing our own formation and our own diligence in treating ourselves, yeah, well at a a natural level so that we can be more ready to treat ourselves well at a spiritual level. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is why when we look at like things like sports or school or Mm -hmm. um, music, all of these things dispose us more towards God, whether it's like oftentimes I think, and when I think of sports, I think of like the discipline, right? Like needed to become an exceptional like athlete. Um, Yeah. Right. Like you develop this discipline, which lends itself often to conversations about the faith because people get it right. Like, like if if you know what it was like to be disciplined in some area of your life before, whenever someone suggests to you that growing in the faith, is going to require a discipline in your prayer that comes instinctually to you because you you know what it's like to develop discipline, mm-hmm. um, and that's just one of a plethora of examples of choosing excellence in in our human self that lends itself to our deepening relationship with God that allows mm-hmm. us to experience in Him more, um, and so it's important, right, to consider when and and to not be limited. I know we've only talked about a few facets of human formation here today, but I think to think about what to, to as we read through the scriptures to ponder like what character did Christ exude like who what types of traits or per- things like what people have described Christ to be mm-hmm. um, and how are we developing and, and actualizing those in our life and and kind of being honest with ourselves and often this is where bringing in good friendships lies is like letting those people kind of like help us to see our blind spots so that we start mm-hmm. to form that area more and to pray for grace in those areas to make goals for those areas um yeah, and to continue to to try to become more like Christ because he was a really excellent uh he really excellently lived what it meant to be made as a human. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and then I would uh also like to add um to just really quick just like kind of a more concrete example of this. I think that it can be pretty like uh I think like when people use the term human formation, like it can be pretty easy to be like, okay, I have no idea specifically what they're talking about. Um, like a good example of this, I think is you brought up the sport example, um, that discipline involved with running. When I was in high school, I ran a lot. Um, and there's a certain discipline that you have to hold yourself to that when things get hard, cause there's going to be days where it's easy to run, you know, you have a lot of energy, you're feeling good, you're not sore. Um, but then there are days where you're sore, you just don't have 
the amount of energy that you did did the previous day. Um, you're just not feeling good, but you have to run that day. You have to continue that exercise. There's that discipline involved there. Um, when that transfers over to prayer, um, that discipline trans- can transfer over to prayer pretty easily because when things get hard, when you're not feeling the feelings that you used to feel, right, and you're struggling um, because of your own physical soreness in a sense, um, more of just like you're struggling because you are not as alert as you could be. Um, when those things happen, then you will have built up that diligence to um, be able to still show up for prayer and still be able to pursue the Lord in those in uh, in the aspect of prayer. Absolutely. Uh, right. And so yeah. that's in a sense, that's one of the areas of human formation is just like building up that d- diligence, but also there's just the simple fact of the, the simple area of things like making your bed in the morning and knowing how you're supposed yes. to and knowing um, how to keep your own hygiene, you know, um, and things like that, where you are relatable on a human level, it, it can lead into apostolic formation too, where you become more relatable to other people. Um, and I guess those are just some examples of human. Yeah, absolutely. Give. I think the, to use, to quote the document itself that we're, that we're quoting from, from JP two, mm-hmm. um, it says to become a, the, to become a bridge, not an obstacle. Mm-hmm. So don't let your human person be an obstacle to to Christ Christ in His kingdom coming, mm-hmm. um, and to whatever extent that that is a, a a call to you to continue to form those areas of your life, like a good meal where you have, you know, your mashed potatoes, your steak. You might have some sautéed green beans, and you have a dessert. Each of the of the parts like inform each other. If if it's a really well designed meal each of the parts inform each other and actually bring life to the other part such that like enjoying one makes you enjoy the more, the, the other one more or like a good group of friends, right? When you have this, like you imagine your best friends being together in the same room, often the case that them being together, one, like one person's personality will draw something else out of another person that then livens that friendships in ways that like them by themselves never would. This is the design for human spiritual uh, intellectual and apostolic or pastoral formation they're intended to draw out the the richness of each other and build each other more so yeah we can talk more in the coming weeks about the others about spiritual um, intellectual and pastoral or, or uh, apostolic but human formation super super important and something i think we should all strive to grow in more mm-hmm. yeah so trevor you mentioned that john paul ii specifically said that we want to be bridges and not obstacles. Um, that's a another really big part of human formation is just the fact that it's kind of there so that we can have kind of this credibility in our ministry. Uh, you know what I mean? Like in order that our ministry is considered like by humans to be credible and acceptable, um, then we must hold ourselves to a humanly good credibility and acceptability, uh, hold ourselves to a standard at that human level. Um, it's in that sense, it's our way of being able to meet 
the people around us uh, and just be able to connect with them at that level. And we even see it in Scripture uh, where Paul says to the Philippians, I have here, it's quoted in the document, uh, Philippians 4, 8. He says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And basically what he's saying there is accept those good things, accept those humanly good qualities um, insofar as they further further your work in God and further, um, because that's just another aspect too of it is it helps us be able to relate to the people around us. All right. Anyways, that's all that we have for you guys today. Yeah. Thanks everyone for coming out. Uh, hope you enjoyed this and yeah, g- please give us a, an email again, trevor.bereka at focus.org. Um, Give, mm-hmm. give us an email, respond to us. We would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and how we can continue to hopefully be a light in your lives. So go be saints. Thanks y'all. Yeah. And please give us some feedback, um, even ideas. Uh, we will, we are pretty much open to anything and yeah, I'll go ahead and put our email addresses in the show notes. Um, or if you guys have our numbers, then please text us as well. Thanks guys. We'll see ya. Hey, uh, we'll be seeing you. Yeah, we'll be seeing you. <laughs> Bye. Alex. Yeah, bye, man.